0: Okay, keep going. I think the whole point of leg day is to break a leg.
1: You're actually impressed? Yeah. Warm up is just so hard. Make a grown man cry. I stop after warm up to watch a man cry. Hello, and welcome back to What You Talking at Kim's Convenience Podcast. And today we're going to talk about good neighbors. And joining me, of course, is Ruby. Hello. And our special guest today is Chi Hung. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm all right. Yourself? Good. If you remember Chi-Hung, he was in season one on our short clips of fans who weren't on the show. But today, we're happy to have him on season two. Yay! (laughs) So
2: let's start off from the beginning. I know we covered it in the short clip, but how did you get into the show? Right. So I was working downtown at the time, and I would see all these advertisements for Kim's Convenience, especially when it was first uh, airing um, the Daily uh, Paper, the Metro, had this sort of cover-to-cover advertisement for it. Right, right. And uh, as we recall, they actually had to delay it a week because the Blue Jays were doing so well in the (laughs) playoffs. (laughs) And, uh, you know, to be honest, I wasn't expecting that much. Uh, I was always for supporting uh, Asians in in TV Mm -hmm. and having representation, but I I didn't have big expectations. So when I I saw it, I was really surprised that, you know, not only at how funny it was, but how... Engrossed um, I was in watching it right right so it was uh, that was sort of my first exposure, and i 've been watching ever since that 's awesome, so I understand that you 've met a couple of the casts at this point as well, right so I was at the uh, real Asian Film Festival right and uh, for a couple of episodes in, in season one and um, I, I noticed that Paul had a you know a pretty decent line, but I, I thought it was worth waiting and mm-hmm. uh, and But while I was in line, I was trying to think of something creative mm-hmm. yeah. um, to say or to capture the moment. Uh, I mean, yeah, a selfie would have been nice, but <laughs> I was really thinking, okay, how can I make this special? And we had we'd just seen an episode where, you know, this rude boy, just he gets flicked in oh, the head because yes. he's causing a huge disturbance in yeah. the store. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, that would be a great idea. Maybe I can ask Appa to flick <laughs> me in the forehead, but how is this going to work? I got to come up with some sort of gimmick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know uh, thanks to Paul he was very accommodating and I suggested okay I'm gonna I'm gonna pose with him and I'm gonna pretend that uh, I don't know how to shoot a photo on my phone Mm -hmm. so what happened was um, it was recording a video Mm -hmm. as opposed to a phone so we were counting down and we're posing and then it never quite snapped and then he would realize that <laughs> I'm not doing it right, and then he would flick me in the head. And yeah, <laughs> pretty much how it went. It was it was improvised for some part, but uh-huh. um, it it came out well, and it's on my Twitter at uh, She of Steel if you wanted to check it out. It's <laughs> <Awesome. a> pin <laughs> tweet.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, so I mean, Paul's not the only one that you met. I know that you've been to, for example, the CSA Awards. Uh, the events as well. And you go to fan
2: expo a lot. Mm-hmm. So
1: at this point, I think you've met at least half of the cast.
2: Yeah. I've seen a good number of the, of the cast members, um, the, the main cast, but, uh, so Mike Kamuzi was at fan expo. He was yeah. representing mm-hmm. the shutter booth. Right. Uh, they do, right, right. they do sort of a uh, horror streaming mm-hmm. kind of Netflix for horror. And so, uh, I went to check out his booth and, uh, you know, he was he was working as a marketing guy. He was <laughs> he was giving the spiel, and uh, at this point, I was engaged because I actually do like horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like The Ring, right. the Grudge, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> right, 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 It's great. And he was he was talking. He was promoting the the service, and uh, it's owned by AMC. And he mentioned that one of the, the exclusives they had was that mm-hmm. uh, film with Stephen Yoon from uh, the Walking Walk right. Dead, right? And um, uh, I think around this point, he was—he pulled out a, a little card. It was like an advertisement for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I proceeded to pull out my Kim's Convenience tote bag
0: <laughs> very slowly.
2: And he was still talking, so he didn't notice at first. And then I put the card in the bag, and at that point, his <laughs> eyes kind of lit up, and he gave a smile. But mm-hmm. he was still uh, selling the service. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, this is." this sounds great. Um, <laughs> they should have more Koreans on TV. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were joking around and, and I was saying, yeah, they should include, I don't know, like a car rental agency. Mm-hmm. And at which when he said, yeah, and they should, you know, they should hire some nerdy looking guy. And so we were, we were kind of, you know, playing around like that. But uh, no, he was a great guy. Mm-hmm. Very accommodating, yeah. very friendly. Yeah. And, uh, I had a picture with him at the end. So it was it was good time.
1: Yeah um Michael Musi again, one of the nicest guys that you can meet yeah, from the show. Yeah,
3: super sweet.
1: Yeah, so I think two years in a row that we've seen him at Fan Expo mm-hmm. at the same Shutter booth. At, I remember the first year that we went there,
3: we weren't expecting to we, see him. We were yeah,
1: not. I had I, seen Paul's tweets because he was there in costume at Fan Expo because he he does dress up. Right. He did dress up for both years, yeah. mm-hmm. and. Uh, he, we're walking around and we saw Michael. And at this point we've seen him at some of the other events, uh, particularly Andrew's show that summer, but I didn't say hi to him. So when I saw him, I'm like, Oh my God, you're, and I had this short little brain fart. I'm like, he's Terrence. What's his real name? (laughs) You're Michael Musi. You play Terrence on Kim's convenience. And he's like, hi. And then I guess he had to give the shutter, the shutter spiel because of course he's working. So I felt kind of bad. It's like, uh, I'm, Kind of calling you out, putting you in this awkward situation, but he he was so nice. About was he?
2: It. Did he sport a beard or was he clean shaven? I think he sports a beard when yeah. he's off off.
1: Off show. season, yeah. But uh, as we were talking about earlier, that he does wear the same glasses. The same glasses, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think he only recently changed his glasses in this off season. Oh. Because if you if you follow him on Instagram, he has like these kind of bigger lenses. Uh, he actually started this other Instagram with. I don't know who it is. I think it's a friend or a roommate or somebody. And they called it Hogtown T.O. And basically what they do is uh, they travel around and they're big foodies. So they take pictures of all their food and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's nice to see him, I guess, getting involved in these uh, little projects over time. And he's also, uh, later this month, because we're recording right now in November, uh, he's doing a fundraising for pancreatic cancer uh, because pancreatic cancer is like a big... Uh, big cause near and dear to him mm-hmm. uh, and he's doing fundraising in Montreal for a lip sync battle right. uh, with celebrities or something like that so yeah really cool guy uh, so at this point I know that you've met a lot of celebrities because you go to fan expos and a lot of different fan meetups mm-hmm. how would you say your experience differs or is it the same as meeting other celebrities like meeting the Kim's cast versus meeting other celebrities
2: so you know when you go to you go to a convention like Fan Expo um it's great because you have a variety of of guests to interact with but you also have to pay a lot of money yes. <laughs> so you know if you go to if you go to, to the Canadian Screen Awards week and they have that family fun thing every mm-hmm. every year for 2 years running yeah it's a different experience like um i find that well maybe not that one that one's kind of because there's such a large turnout, you don't have that much time to interact. Mm-hmm. You do get a photo taken and maybe you can say a few words to, to the cast members. But if you get an opportunity to, to maybe go to a one-on-one type of thing, where mm-hmm. I, I know Simu and Jean uh, have been doing these, uh, these talks, yeah. um, you get more of an opportunity to speak to them. And mm-hmm. I, I find that when they're there at these sort of events, um, it's more personal to them, yeah, okay. right? So, and you're able to engage them and and have more meaningful conversations. So, at at events like Fan Expo, it's a bit of a, a zoo in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when for you sure. do meet people, it's usually you're you're lined up for, I don't know, even up to an hour, mm-hmm. yeah. and and then at most maybe you can say, oh, you know, I like your work, yeah, and yeah. that's about it. I mean, you can say that about I guess any guest, but for for Kim's because they're such. They're, they do such a good job with interacting with their fans yeah. online mm. um, when you finally meet them in person it's like yeah. an extension of that yeah. Yeah. conversation yeah, sure. yeah. and um, and you know if you if you haven't already um, I think it's a great chance to to meet up with them They have lots mm. of events and I'm sure there'll be more events uh, in 2019 yeah yeah
3: I know Paul and Andrew are really trying to fight for a spot to be like a booth or something at Fan Expo because mm-hmm. they were they had PR people come yeah. and everything this year to try to advertise for that, so yeah, that would be great, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay, so why don't we jump into the episode? So, of course, th- there's the intro, and then I broke it up into coyotes and momos. Uh, I the next part I called water bottles, and the next part I'll talk about, I guess we'll call it healthy cookies. Um, so in the intro, of course, you got Frank who's coming in and he's he's obviously super sick. And given that Kim's is shot usually in the summer, because in Toronto, uh, we probably get a lot more winter and cold weather than... than than it shows in the show because, Mm -hmm. of course, we're talking to an international audience here. Mm -hmm. So it it seems that it's summertime in Toronto at that time. How the heck did he – what the heck did he get sick from?
3: You can still get sick in the summer. Can you? Why not? I don't know. (laughs) There's still bugs and everything.
1: I don't know, but he seems like flu sick.
3: Well, if you've ever had kids in daycare, <laughs> I'm that's pretty true. sure you would know how that feels.
1: <laughs> so have you guys ever had to deal with like a sick customer, like face to face like that?
3: Me? No. No? Well, no.
1: that's
2: true.
3: Well, even when I was in retail, people don't come shopping when they're sick. So. Right, right, yeah. right, right. right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I've, I probably dealt with customers that were sick, but it's kind of accepted. Uh, and you just have to take precautions yourself. To, right wash your hands and not touch your face, rub your eyes, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, just because you don't know, like, you know, when you shake someone's hand, like where that hand has been, if they've
0: coughed mm, into it or
2: that's whatever, true. whatever else. Right?
1: Yeah, for my day job, I have to deal with healthcare providers. So I remember usually they don't come in sick or anything because, of course, they're conscious about this stuff. They have to deal with sick people all the time. But I remember
2: during the SARS time, the big SARS... Oh, shoot, when was that? (laughs) 2003. Yeah, no, I, I I was thinking about this. And, you know, back then, because it hit Toronto... Pretty severely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, people were going around wearing masks. and yes. we should return to going around wearing masks. <laughs> you know, it's when not you,
3: part of Canadian culture. It's well, weird. Yeah, it's, you, yeah, you see
2: that sort of thing in Asian countries, yes. like yeah. in Hong Kong. And, yes, um, but it, you know, when you see someone like, and I've seen it occasionally. I'm at the when I took the train, I would see people wearing masks, and your first mm. reaction is, oh boy, they must be really sick. Yeah. <laughs> But they're doing a service for everyone else because yeah. they're containing their own sickness. Exactly. So they're not coughing and spewing it into the air. And at exactly. the same time, you know, I guess it's protecting themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but that's not a bad idea. A should of wore a <laughs> mask.
3: Speaking of the SARS year, it's funny because my grandmother was actually sick. So we actually flew to Hong Kong.
0: Oh, No. <laughs> <laughs> the oh.
3: plane was great because there was like nobody on the planes. they have really good seat sale. I had a whole row to myself.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
3: But yeah, I didn't I didn't wear a mask when I was there because it's just not very Canadian culture. We weren't um, we didn't go out all that much. We were in the hospital sometimes to visit my grandmother when she had to go there. and yeah. I I felt fine. I came back, I had to be quarantined for a bit, but Oh, really? Yes, cuz that was the policy. If you came back during whichever period, oh, right. you had to be quarantined. And my aunt was so scared of us cuz she was living with us. She's like, <laughs> "You stay there. Do not come upstairs." Oh, no. And we're like, "Okay." <laughs> Got to so, live family. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So the episode kind of g- comes back. I-, I think through season one, and season two, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories that up keeps coming back to again. Uh, we're talking about the expiration date and Korea being spelled with a C before, mm-hmm. which you know I've heard some of these before from relatives and such. <laughs> but in this case, uh, he talks about hand sanitizer, how it's uh, spreading the sickness. Of course, you know it, and he justifies having it there because the cycle is bad for health, but good for business mm-hmm. so <laughs> the funny thing I found is that at the end of it as he's taking the bill from Frank he's like spraying it yep. with something what the heck did he spray it with like you can't like
2: decon- decontaminate like
1: money. alcohol alcohol
0: I oh, think
2: it's uh, some sort of detergent <laughs> Oh, <of> water <laughs> just something simple well because yeah. you know there's got to be some money laundering happening there. <laughs> 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 Korean
1: special spray just yeah. for money sold by the KBA KBA <laughs>
3: I wonder. I was like thinking it could be like vinegar and water because that's a common...
1: Oh, the common disinfectant.
2: Okay.
3: But other thing could really be alcohol because if you spray it, it'll dry quicker on the bills.
2: Mm -hmm. Because it evaporates, He he brought it with him in the beginning of that scene, presumably to wipe the counter. Uh, Or, you know, the lottery... The
3: glass glass thing, yeah. Yeah. So it might be vinegar because people use vinegar to clean glass to make it like very clear.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. I've always used Windex just because... I don't know. For One me, dex
3: contains chemicals, which aren't good.
1: No? No. Oh. <laughs> and now I know. <laughs> so uh, we'll jump into the first part, which I guess I've, I could have named it better, but I just called it Healthy Cookie. Um, so we're introduced to Daniel, who's played by Ronnie Rowe Jr., who has played literally... So, uh, I guess taking a step back, he was in the Kim's Convenience play with mm-hmm. Paul and Jean right. for the most recent run, yeah. and he his role was literally every other character that was in the show, because uh, the characters, of course, are Paul, who plays Appa, Jean, who plays Amma, uh, we had Rosie Simon playing uh, Janet, Janet, and... Uh,
3: Inns playing Jung.
1: In's playing Jung when we saw, yeah. but there was also Richard, who was playing right. Jung at that right, time, right. but... We were lucky to see Inns, the original Jung, playing Jung. Yes. And uh, then there was all the other characters, like people who would come into the store. The uh, police officer. The police officer, yeah. Alex. Uh, and that was Ronnie's role to play literally everybody else. <laughs> so uh, if you've seen him before, you've probably seen him in Dark Matter. And he's also been recently in Star Trek Discovery. Mm. Um, yeah, he's been in a lot of things. He also had his own short film or whole film called Bad Cop. Oh. Well. You can check out his IMDB. He's got a bunch of stuff. Nice. So uh, they, they focus on talking about CrashFit, uh, the business that's just opened up right beside the Kims. And CrashFit is one of those high-impact interval-based, uh, high. well, they call it a life train program. And uh, for myself, I've done HIT, which is high-intensity mm-hmm. interval training. Uh, I think I did all those programs off this website called Derby ca anyway you you can find they have a whole bunch of pdfs of like oh do you want like a thirty day challenge or a sixty day challenge or do you want to uh, i don't i don't know so basically every day they set you with the challenge of like okay do like a hundred uh, climbers with like a uh, thousand jumping jacks or something and then every day they inc- increase the amount of time that you do it or the amount of things you're supposed to do so of sets.
2: yeah it's
0: yeah. it's heavily i car- did
3: that 30 day abs did not work
2: (laughs) I think I gave that a try and (laughs) uh, I didn't last the 30 days
1: (laughs) I
3: tried but yeah I didn't see any results it
1: takes a lot of discipline to do that and the thing especially with abs is that not only do you have to do like all those heavy cardio things, you have to like also have this really strict diet with it. Right. And I guess we'll get into that later on about, I guess, Asian diets and rice and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I learned from doing all that stuff from my cousin, Jay, who's been on the podcast before. He's a big health nut and Mm -hmm. a big gym rat. Like he goes to the gym five days a week, at least lifts heavy weights. He does at least 30 minutes of cardio and uh, he's like, yeah, you have to watch your diet, especially with abs. Like you can't eat a lot of heavy carbs unless it's like certain days, like leg day, uh, mm-hmm. which you're supposed to because you're you're doing, working out your legs. You need the energy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Too. So, uh, yeah. Uh, have you guys done any other crazy diets or
2: exercises?
3: No. Nope. My diet consists of cake, ice cream, and chocolate almost every day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so... In terms of diet, I, I was always the proponent where it's everything in moderation. Mm. You don't want to yes. go nuts on whatever. It, it, you know it's the same thing as like when I'm in a buffet, and uh, <laughs> my my rule of thumb is even if you love something, you can take at most two or three of that item because oh. by the time you you're on your sixth or seventh piece, piece you're gonna be sick of it. Anyway. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but in terms of you know, fad diets and that sort of thing. My wife is trying the uh, keto diet, which oh. yeah, is uh, short yeah. for ketosis, I believe. Or it's the, as I understand it, um, it's converting your your body's energy source from mm-hmm. carbs to fat. Yeah, mm-hmm. And in turn, that somehow lowers your blood sugar level and mm-hmm. all this other thing. Yeah. It, and, and it helps with weight loss. Um, so I think she's about a month in and she's doing pretty wow. well. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is yeah. it
3: the one where like you even put butter or coconut oil in your coffee?
2: It could be that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, in terms of fats, mm-hmm. there's no restrictions really. Right. Mm. I, I think it's different than say an Atkins type of thing where mm-hmm. I, I think it was, the emphasis was more on reducing your, um, calories from carbs or your, your carb intake. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, I mean, I'm, I'm, by no means an expert on this keto thing. <laughs> <laughs> from what I understand, she's cut off carbs and even sugars too. So wow. it's a lot of um, vegetables, a lot mm. of meats mm. yeah. yeah, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Diets are hard.
1: They uh, are. It, it, I find in some ways, diets are harder than exercising. But the thing is, exercising takes time. Yes. And especially people with kids, it's it's impossible to find time to exercise. Yeah, right?
2: you've got to make it a lifestyle. I mean, I, I used to work out, uh, starting from my last year high school all the way through university oh, wow. and then by the time I got married my first year I went to the gym maybe 10 times total worst <laughs> I used to do that maybe in 3 weeks yeah and at that point I was resigned to the fact okay I'm not you know I don't really have time to to go mm. to the gym but yeah. I try to you know take walks after dinner or mm-hmm. uh join volley- volleyball league something like oh, that just awesome. to make it more entertaining mm-hmm.
0: yeah for sure
1: even simu who uh, as everybody knows because he tends <laughs> to go shirtless he he's very fit and he admits that he actually doesn't work out he tries to do a lot of sports i have a friend who's exactly the same he's relatively fit but he 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 just basically does sports versus Jay who's the gym rat who's will be at the gym for at least an hour to an hour and a half to two hours just working out every five days a week. So everybody's got their thing, but yeah, oh.
3: it's whatever motivates you, right? Cause exercising is important, but if you find it boring, then you're going to not, your, your tendency is to not follow through and do it every day as you're supposed to.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So props to anybody dieting, working out all that stuff. Cause I I think I'm happy just being me. (laughs) We
3: should go on a juice cleanse. No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Ideally, uh, yeah, businesses like Daniel would probably be a good fit for being beside a convenience store, at least in my point of view, like good synergy, Mm. because you have a lot of clients, hopefully well, they can be new or returning, coming in and out of there and hopefully finding, oh, you know, I need a quick sports drink. I may need a power bar or something. I forgot to bring it. So I'm going to go pop into uh, to the store right beside me. And uh, you, you find out that their previous neighbors used to be a flower shop, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to think, um, would many of those people have come into the convenience store to buy anything, really? Uh, The only thing I can think of is that section of cards that the Kims has. Like, for Ah, example, you're buying cards for a birthday or Valentine's or something. Otherwise, I can't imagine a flower shop having good synergy with the convenience store.
3: Well, I've never really bought flowers. I don't really like flowers because they die. That's true. Um, (laughs) But don't the flower shop usually do like customized messages for you already?
1: Exactly. Yeah. They have the little cards there. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, well... Yeah, I don't think many people would actually come to a convenience store otherwise. So, they real-life neighbors. Uh, if you look this up on Google Maps like <laughs> I did, uh, you can see that uh, beside the Kim's convenience store is an employment and training center, which is
2: oh. not either a crash fit or it's not a flower <laughs> shop. So You can even see it in the exterior shot prior to Daniel coming in. Oh, <laughs> it, It's not... I mean, it's not mar- It's not clearly marked, but yeah, uh, yeah I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is what is next door?
1: To yeah, what's the students? real thing
3: right there? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I
1: think ideally, though, uh, because of course, Amma doesn't enjoy the extra noise that's coming through and all the sweat on the floor, of mm-hmm. course. But Appa's enjoying it. I would think that she'd probably enjoy more a Pilates studio or a yoga studio that probably didn't have hot yoga because hot yoga's gross. I've been a hot yoga. <laughs>
2: I've tried hot yoga for the first time. I was in Texas, oh, uh, visiting a family friend, and so she took me to this hot yoga studio, mm. and uh, they had three levels of hotness. <laughs> uh, I went in the one marked "sun," which was the hottest oh. Oh. of them all, and uh, yeah, you really had to alter your breathing, oh, it slow it down, and it was uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. I powered through it. I was it an hour? <laughs> <laughs> it was at least half an hour, oh, and it man. was intense. Yeah. Um, because you're not only sweating profusely, you're you're trying to do these balance, hope positions, yeah. and yeah. If you're not used to it Mm -hmm. if if you don't have a strong core it can be a challenge but uh you know i've done it a few times after uh, i returned to canada Mm. and uh it's it is strangely invigorating yes um if you can you know if you can make it through the first little while (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah my problem with hot yoga is that i sweat a lot
1: so holding a lot of those positions become harder as i get (laughs) slipperier so i may be in a downward dog but i am slipping all the way to be flat (laughs) on the floor (laughs)
3: never done hot yoga i don't really like yoga i'm not stretchy or flexible in any way so yeah
1: we'll go on an ice cream diet
3: yay we have six tubs at home already
1: we need to get a a freezer (laughs) a separate freezer for it so a few times in the episode appa mentions how painful it is to be healthy he says detox body blast calf grind core which is he's just talking about uh the the exercises that they're doing and he also says I think the whole point of leg day is to break leg (laughs) (laughs) and finally you know warm up is so hard make a grown man cry and then he says well not me I stopped to warm up to watch a a man cry because I almost pass out Uh, later on in I guess the original scene uh, he also has that uh, little jingle that he pitches to um oh. you know, come to Kim's convenience going to buy a sports drink maybe take a shower they then come, come back, back to buy some, some more, more. Uh, yeah. according to Paul it, that wasn't all that there was to it there was actually a second verse uh, <laughs> that they cut out but unfortunately we're never going to
2: see it I was hoping to kind of see it in the
1: bloopers the DVD
3: yeah
2: the, the, that wasn't a real song was it like he just made it up or no i think it was scripted yeah Uh but then there was actually a lot more to it that was the thing but there wasn't a parody of some
1: existing oh yeah that's a good point yeah i I yeah i I, I didn't even think about that (laughs) yeah it's possible But here's
3: what i don't understand if crash fit already has like elixir mixtures why do they have to come and buy sports drinks
1: Oh, Ooh. good point. Well, they were what 10, twelve? Twelve dollars, right? Yeah, it was 12? Oh. Yeah, it twelve? Yeah, was expensive. Yeah,
3: that's like the greenhouse juice that I buy sometimes.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which leads me to that ne- next point. Like Daniel, he makes an appearance in the store. The scene after, and Appa says, "We get a liquid apology for such loud music," and uh, I wonder if he was invoiced for that elixir mix. He did that particular one.
3: They, she, um, mentioned that she, he he was getting invoiced for like four of them or two of them right so it's the different ones so the one that he just brought them (laughs) and the lemon one that had no lemons
1: Uh, okay okay and of course they mentioned the free t-shirts at
2: the end which he mishears and marks it as two
3: it's like oh you're right it was only two
2: (laughs) yeah that's just shitty you can't you can't offer or seemingly offer someone something (laughs) And then charge them for it afterwards. That's what
3: I said. Because he, well, the first scene when he comes to Ama and he gives her like the shirt and he's he's explaining his business, mm-hmm. that didn't seem like he was trying to sell anything. It was trying to like he was trying to advertise. Right. I felt like mm-hmm. so you can't like make them pay for your shirt when you're just handing it to them.
1: Yeah, usually between small business owners, there's uh, a common courtesy between them that they'll provide services or product to each other. I mean, if if they're Within good standing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for example, we deal with a lot of owners in the escape room industry, which right. uh, a lot of them provide free rooms to each other because they'll visit each other's locations mm-hmm. to, I guess, build good community spirit and camaraderie between each other. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't really seen any of them pull a Daniel on them on, on each other, anyway.
3: That would cause a lot of drama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we would know about it, which you can catch on our other podcasts, which we'll talk about another time. Um, <laughs> So, one part I got to be a little bit nitpicky about, because I I guess this has been a thing that's been going on through season two, is uh, Daniel, he he goes, you know, I got a quite a talking to, and Appa goes, oh, that's not even angry, Appa. So... Mm. I got to say again, why is Appa saying, referencing to himself as Appa in front of this guy <laughs> that he doesn't really know? Like, I can understand if like, this is a guy that's been there for a while. Like, you know, they they have been good neighbors for maybe a number of years. And I understand the context that Amma is there as well. But I, I still don't get why Appa is referring him to himself as Appa. It's not a name. It's, you know, dad. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I but guess. his
3: his name's never really used. Like when has he referenced himself by his name? Like or even Sang-il. Mr. Kim, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's uh I mean he has been called Mr. Kim a few times. Yes. But never, of course, Sangil or he doesn't have like a Canadianized or English name to right. be used. Which will be interesting if they ever bring it up in season three or season four. <laughs> Maybe his English name is Tyrone
2: or something, I don't know. There was a moment in season 1 where I had even forgotten what his last name was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's in the title of the show, but I, you know, cuz yeah. he's gone by Appa
3: so much. So much and yeah.
2: then I, I was thinking, "I oh, w- wonder what his last name was." And then, of course, like it dawned on me like a moment later, of course, Kim, right? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> premise of the show Kim's convenience. And
1: it's it's funny that we bring this up. The the show the show actually caused the original store to change uh, its name. Its name, right? Yeah, it used to actually be called Mimi's Variety. I wonder if it would have been even more confusing if they actually kept up Mimi's Variety at that point. What but, do you mean? Well, a, as a store name.
3: Oh, like the actual store name?
1: Yeah, the actual store name. But they probably just would have used another store Maybe for legal
2: reasons they were not able to do that. Yeah,
3: probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So one of the funny lines, or I guess the interactions that I found funny was between Amma and Appa, they, of course, at this point, Appa has kind of resigned himself to uh, listen to everything that Daniel's saying in terms of health. Because, of course, uh, after Daniel comes in the store, he's pretty much sold on doing these exercises, living healthy and everything. And it comes to the situation where they're having dinner, Amma and Appa, and she's like, why are you not eating rice? And he's like, it's a good, uh, good idea to stay away from starch. And I remember having this conversation with my mom, actually, during the time that I was heavily into like the hit programs and doing working out and everything. And uh, we we're having dinner together, and she's like, how come nobody's really eating much rice? And I was like, you know, I, I need to stay away from that stuff because I'm trying to like trim down and everything. Right. And I, I guess in that sense, I had a relatable experience with my mom because she was like, well, everybody eats rice. It's like an Asian thing or mm-hmm. like everybody that i know is eating rice and you don't need to do that to be healthy rice is healthy yeah. but uh i guess it's become one of those things in in the realm of everybody doing all these special diets and everything that uh you know we, we're so much more conscious about everything that we're eating you know a lot of people some of my friends are into get, eating organic foods and stuff like that they won't eat uh, farmed fish as well like oh, okay actually I'm being careful about that too when I go to like Costco or something and I <laughs> see the farmed salmon I'm like I like
2: salmon I, lo- I I don't usually care but I think I'm gonna stay away from that so yeah well, rice has kind of gotten a bad rap um, or white rice anyway so yeah. we, we we started to have a mix uh, we you know we have a, brown, a bag of brown rice okay. and mm-hmm. we sort of do yeah, half, yeah. And half and half yeah, yeah. and the taste isn't that bad I mean not that Brown rice, I guess, has a bit of a nuttier taste. So yeah. when you mix yeah. it with white rice, it, it seems fine. Like my girls, they're, they oh, they eat it. they're yeah. little kids and they don't really complain. They don't know the difference.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think brown rice, I don't, I, it's not the flavor that bugs me. I think it's the texture. It's yeah. a bit harder. It is. So when you're chewing it, it's kind of like, uh, unless you have some sort of broth or like sauce to mix with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've never been a huge rice person, even as a kid. It's like, I'm just going to eat the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I won't eat the rice.
1: I remember the first time that I bought, uh, because I go on these off and on spats about like, uh, Eating, going, eating right, and like doing workouts. I, I remember the very first time that I was starting to be health conscious. I bought a bag of brown rice, but <laughs> I didn't know that it needed to be cooked longer. Mm-hmm. So it was my first time eating brown rice because I've eaten right, white rice all my life. And then I'd had it, and I'm like, "Why is this so hard to <laughs> chew? It is so <laughs> hard." And I remember my stomach did not like it. It mm. like going from in to, to to out. It was it was painful Uh, very painful very painful so uh yeah no i've come to get used to right brown rice but uh yeah i'm actually not eating anymore either (laughs) really should try
3: we have black rice at home too
1: yeah we yeah
3: we have a lot of rice at home
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like the mixes that like korean restaurants do like a lot of the korean restaurants do the wild rice Yeah. yeah With like the little peas and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not for every meal, I guess. Mm-hmm. To mix everything up, I guess the flavors kind of, it doesn't taste exactly right. But So then you have, again, Amma, she's kind of bothered by the fact that Appa is just willing to hear anything Daniel's saying. So uh, just like Appa, who has Mr. Chin and Mr. Meta to talk to about uh, his problems, Amma has Pastor Nina who pops in and she's just been to CrossFit. Um and I love the fact that in season two, they're showing off more and more of Pastor New's character, mm-hmm. uh, especially what she likes and what she doesn't like, uh, particularly when they're she's trying to, I guess, uh, console Amma. Uh, she's talking about, you know, how many times do we need to hear Onward Christian Soldiers? It's <laughs> like, oh, I like that one. And you sing it beautifully. <laughs> but my point is sometimes somewhat repetitive, grading him can carry a good message. And it, it's nice to see that Amma... You know, she's developed more friends in this season. Of course, she mm-hmm. had Mrs. Meadow, who also appears. A lot uh, more. <laughs> a lot more. I mean, she wasn't there in season yeah. one mm-hmm. at all. And uh, nice that uh, she has Pastor Nina to go and talk to because Pastor Choi is nowhere to be seen in season two.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You took the hat and ran off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the best prize I can have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, uh in season two when Emma tries to do any kind of sneak attack like with the carrot cookies in this case or was it carrot
3: and beet? She said carrot and beet
0: Yeah, Yeah. but
3: I don't know if she mixed the two in the cookie or she was trying she was saying that she tried to make beet cookies and carrot cookies because I haven't found a recipe that has both in the cookie (laughs) and it's actually a lot of effort to make vegetable cookies yeah last
1: night (laughs) Ruby made beet cookies
3: yes it smelled like a cookie
1: Local like a cookie, not taste <laughs> like a cookie. <laughs> and she even questioned after eating it, like, did I add sugar? I added sugar, right? Did I add sugar? It didn't have an egg or anything, right?
3: Yeah, the recipe was like a, a vegan healthy cookie. So it, it's very extreme. Er. There, The only thing in it was, I think, just a cup of flour, two tablespoons of sugar, um, half a cup of grated beets, and oh and cocoa powder to make it like a red velvet but apparently using beets to make a red velvet cookie is a very common thing so that people don't you have to use artificial color or dye Mm -hmm. but yeah this recipe was very dry
0: Mm. (laughs) yeah
1: I, i i can i can confirm that it was really dry
3: we might need some cool whip
1: yeah, I was just saying. I <laughs> really likes his co-op because he mentions it a couple Street times. From the tub. Yeah. <laughs> Straight from the tub. Yeah. Straight <laughs> from I, the tub. I don't think I've ever done that, but uh, I think late I may have to do that with uh, the, batch, with of the batch of cookies. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, just going back to my point, I mean, I love it when every time Amma tries to do a sneak attack, again, with the carrot and beet cookies, carrot cookies, whatever they were, it usually backfires. Uh, For example, in sneak attack, uh, previous episode, when she tries to deal with the face cream ultimately Uppa blows it up to be something a lot bigger <laughs> than it does and then she gets publicly embarrassed sort of yeah with the cops there and mm-hmm. all these Koreans singing happy birthday when it's probably not her birthday no But so, I'm sure
3: they made a lot of money <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I wonder if this is showing like a good moral story for anybody you know you shouldn't lie about what you're doing <laughs> otherwise you're going to be publicly embarrassed <sighs> So let's jump to the next part. Again, I called it Coyotes and Momos. So, of course, we're introduced to uh, a potential new interest for Jung, Marlo, who's played by Gia Sandu. And uh, we saw her when we we're watching Indian Detective on yeah. Netflix, Yeah. which was shot in Toronto. It's starring Russell Peters as a mm-hmm. uh, oh, right. police constable. Yep. And uh, there were actually a couple other people that we saw on the show that have been either in Kim's or other things that we've seen lately yes. this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was nice to see another familiar face. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course it starts off with Marlo trying to, I guess she was trying to negotiate with the customer on something. I, I, I'm i still not entirely sure what was happening. I guess she was trying, the guy was trying to get an upgrade or she was going to give him an upgrade. I, I'm i still confused about that part. But uh the
3: customer wanted an upgrade. She wanted to make it seem like she had to fight for him so that he'd appreciate it more. That's why she went into the room and she's like, that guy wants this. And so then they Jung, had that
0: mock debate Yeah,
3: exactly. she
2: knocked something off his desk. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's why she told, and Zhang was like, yeah, you can give him that. And she's like, I know, but I want to make it seem like I'm fighting for it. It's not like
2: she's
1: going to get tipped for that or anything, is she?
3: Maybe the customer will request for her more. I don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe yeah.
3: they do have commission at handy who knows
1: so with <laughs> with the potential interest between jung and Marlowe, and of course jung and shannon that was kind of going on in the back it made me wonder if handy has a workplace policy for dating because uh yeah this is kind of a thing with bigger companies like uh, when two people are on the same level of something, I guess it doesn't become a big deal for a company. But when you have two different levels, you know, like a boss and an employee, that's usually when the law uh, in previous cases, because I kind of looked this up on, on lawyer websites and stuff like that. Uh, so there's usually grounds for dismissal on one case, you know, either or case. There is
3: a policy at Handy. They talked about it. They have? Yes.
1: Oh, I completely missed
3: that. Was, I can't remember which... Season, but I know it was the episode where um, Shannon was looking up on how to fire an employee or something.
1: Oh, okay. And then they—it was either
3: that one or it was like in season one where she was talking to Jung and she was like, "Oh yeah, you know, there's policies around dating or something." She did mention it before.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I kind of wonder what would happen in this case if if it would fly or if it wouldn't because. Clearly, Shannon was a little bit, um, I guess, worried about it in the final episode of season two. I think it does get brought up there.
0: But oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I found that the metaphor of Coyotes and Trains was, like, perfect to describe <laughs> Jung's state of what's going on, because, of course, he, he's not over Shannon. Uh, nope.
0: Because
1: <laughs> Shannon Train's still going, and the other track, well... At this point, you don't exactly know where it's going, but he he, he is interested in Marlo enough to give her a coffee mm-hmm. and invite her out to Momos. Uh, well, get Momos, which I guess are Tibetan steamed up
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And uh, I like how they casually throw out stuff like that. Again, to talk in the Momos and then uh, Marlo saying, oh, well, I call my grandmother Momo. And it's just sort of a thing like, it's like, okay, whatever. Which kind of shows, again, how Toronto and Canada overall is more of a m- mosaic mm-hmm. of all these international... Cultures people.
3: and yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: So it's very representative of Toronto and, you know, we don't really care to think too much about that stuff. Um, so I've heard... Okay, so I looked up Momo and then it made me wonder what do other people call their grandmothers? Because I've never heard the word Momo myself. Mm-hmm. So then I found some other... I guess it was a website that listed all these other things you can call grandma. <laughs> and it, another one I saw was Gama, Jama, Dama, Bubble, Big Mama, nana, Mima, Ona, Ona, and Momsie. So what are some other names that you guys have probably used calling your parents or grandparents
2: growing up? So um, I guess in, in Chinese, there are... Different words you would use depending on whether it's maternal versus right. Mm-hmm. paternal. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, in Cantonese, uh, I guess it's the maternal uh, grandmother. It's popo mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the uh, paternal is mama. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because there are. There are roots that there's commonalities across different languages and different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cultures, and sometimes even mom and grandma are very similar mm-hmm. yeah um depending on the language you speak but um yeah it's 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 interesting that um, you know Jung would sort of pursue Marlowe and i <laughs> I guess to um, to Kim Chi's, he sort of encouraged that, right? <laughs> yeah. The joke uh, like, and, and the coyote analogy. But um, I was wondering something. Did Marlo appear in previous episodes? I feel like she has, but yes. maybe just not. Maybe Named. So
1: of her.
3: just the episode before when they had the big party. That's the episode before, right?
2: I, I need to look at the list. I okay. Forgot. But was she sort of in that group? Where they were all called in for the harassment with the Dongjin. No, no,
1: no, no. She no. wasn't no. In That's the that funny thing that 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 you bring up with season one, especially season one. A lot of the the employees there <laughs> have been <they> changed. Never, <laughs> yeah, they never appear again. So oh, like, okay. Handy has Terrence a high turnover rate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. What in that particular episode? There's a person, uh, uh, somebody about like. Jung and Kimchi's age and she in another show she had the last name Meta as Mm. well and she started in the same show that Mrs. Meta Laura Panik was also in and she was Mrs. Meta so they were kind of related so it was a funny little fact that I found going through that stuff but yeah Handy has a high turnover rate you never see a lot of those people again I think even in the beginning of season two you don't see a lot of them as well no particularly marlo according to her credits she's been in three episodes okay. uh so this one and there's another one where they having the party at their house
3: so the party the at their house she she actually appeared when uh, kimchi comes in with a truckload of of props yeah. and then she was like is that a cauldron and he's just like i don't know you tell me and she's like it is <laughs> <laughs>
1: And, uh, yeah, so the other part of this, of course, is Shannon's super frustrated, and Drung tries to console her, and we find out that Shannon wasn't ready to move in with Alejandro. Conflict of feelings? I don't know. And (laughs) then we also find out that she has a mouth guard, because, of course, uh, it's not a big deal for Alejandro, but what? Mouth guard? I guess everybody wears a mouth guard. I need a mouth guard, technically, but... I I got one recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: It's for
3: teeth grinding teeth grinding yeah I, don't,
2: I guess i do it at night and i tried it for <laughs> a couple of weeks and it's just a bit of a pain so I stopped. it is yeah. <laughs>
3: it's not comfortable no, and yeah. yeah it feels really weird to sleep and i feel like i would drool
2: yeah i keep knocking
1: on my teeth when i i have the mouth guard on so yeah i stopped using it as well yeah. so painful <laughs> Uh, so, of course, Jung decides to blow off lunch with Marlo to go out with Shannon. Again, hopping back on the Shannon train because he's clearly interested in sabotaging what he can. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, you know, he's clearly not trying to play neutral because y- you can see in his actions. Uh, <laughs> but would it, would it have been easier for him to just go to dinner with either of them rather than blowing one of them off? Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: I think he's just... He's so hung up on Shannon that he didn't think to play the game nicely. play
0: the game. (laughs) Yeah, his
3: dating game, right? Like, he could have just told Marlo ahead of time when Shannon was like, let's do lunch. He could have just told Marlo, hey, you know what? Why don't we do dinner instead? Instead of leaving it till the last minute. And don't
2: just say, oh, I have, oh, some work work thing came up. Yeah. (laughs) Right? He could have just said, oh, you know, Shannon wants to do something. She wants to
3: chat about something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, it's it's.
1: He was off his game. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he should have just probably been honest with Marlo or something, or at least semi honest, being yeah. like, you know, I gotta, I gotta go with Shannon. She, she needs to talk about her boyfriend or yeah. something. She's my
3: boss, so you know. Yeah, yeah. But have you ever blown
1: off family or friends to do something, quote unquote, better or, or you know? Never, never. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to think about it. I probably have blown off family to do something else. But, you know, I I try to be straight up like, Mom, I got to go record podcasts or something. Like, I can't come to family dinner. We usually do stuff on Sundays. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of the times that I can't go is usually to record podcasts. or. Well, for me, I work like six days a week. So they understand
2: that. I only get one day off a week, so mm-hmm. my
1: parents are pretty understanding for that stuff.
2: Yeah, well, t- I mean, okay, to uh, to answer the question honestly, uh, <laughs> you know, when when I attended the Canadian Screen Awards, that uh, that family fun thing, yeah, mm. um, I brought my my daughter. I think she was four at the time, okay. and she c- obviously could care, you know, couldn't care less about <laughs> all, all these people, even the Kim's Convenience cast. Like Aww. she would see me watching it but she doesn't you know but luckily they had some stuff that were geared towards little kids you know so she enjoyed that aspect but uh, when she was surrounded say by the cast of Murdoch Mysteries like she didn't she didn't know who they were (laughs) right um so you know as a compromise I would bring her along just so there's some Mm -hmm. daddy-daughter time and not just dump her on on mom
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: that's good
1: So, uh, yeah, just to close this off, of course, uh, Shannon comes over to thank Jung and she gives him a coffee. And uh, (laughs) I can't believe that Jung had actually given the same coffee to Marlo uh, because (laughs) he doesn't realize that it has Shannon written on it. And Mm -hmm. I imagine it's like a Starbucks like thing where people are writing their own names on it. Uh,
3: no it's starbucks prints it now but it oh. does print like if you place an order under your name or pl- pay with the app then it will pull whatever name it is and put it on all the drinks that you ordered
0: so
1: you're not they're not misspelling names anymore when you order right
3: no nope. not anymore
1: so you're not luby anymore
3: i've never been luby i've been lucy
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and i've been judy <laughs> But not that much Ruby.
1: (laughs) I can only imagine how many times people are getting Simu's name wrong.
3: They they might just put Simon.
1: Simon? (laughs) Yeah, we should just ask him. How many times has Starbucks gotten your thing wrong? If he even (laughs) has Starbucks, he probably... I don't know. I don't know if he drinks coffee.
2: Oh, just uh, one thing I remembered was that with... uh, Michael Musi's last name and Simu's oh. first name. They're anagrams yes. yeah. of each other. So if you can't if you can never remember how to spell one or the other, you can just think of that. Just, <laughs> the range of letters. I wonder if they realize that
1: at this point. I don't know. Uh. Anywho. So do you think Jung got what he deserved?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <of course>. <laughs> Unanimous.
3: <laughs> he was a jerk to Marlo, and she illustrated very well back to him. How wrong he was, mm-hmm. and how tactless it was.
1: It, Simu kind of reminded me of, and I hate to compare him to a dog, but basically he he kind of did what her oh, dog so, our dog does. Our dog. So we have a little uh, miniature American, American Eskimo, and she's she, not that she, little.
3: She's well, thirty pounds. <laughs> she,
1: she's fat. So <laughs> she she is a bit greedy especially when it comes to food but sometimes she'll get a toy or have two toys and i'll be you know which one do you want so i'll put both of them down and uh she'll kind of pick one up then she'll look at the other one like oh wait i want to have that one so she puts that one down picks up the other one then she'll look back at the other toy and like oh i want that so when she's trying to carry it away she kind of picks it up puts it down goes back, picks up the other toy, takes that along. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that totally reminds me of Jung. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like, make up your mind.
1: <laughs> so jumping to the last part, uh, I called it water bottles. Um, and we have, we're introduced to Chelsea, who's played by Gabriella Sundar Singh. And according to her IMDb, she's been in shows like the, the Taken show, the TV oh. one, not the movie one. Uh, which Simu was also on for Mm. one season. Uh, Frankie Drake, which is a new show that came out around season two of Kim's, which has been pretty popular. It's like a murder mystery, kind of like a Murdoch mystery type thing uh, with a female starring cast. And uh, thanks to this, and I guess this is a bit of a spoiler alert, um, (laughs) in IMDb, they've kind of shown some of the episodes or some of the cast who are going to appear in some episodes in season three because they have it marked like 3.1, 3.2 and then for whatever reason they have another episode called called Engagement Photos and uh, in this we can see that Chelsea makes a reappearance. So so I think what that means is that uh, Gerald is still seeing Chelsea or at least she's going to appear and make the situation awkward for Gerald.
3: She's going to throw jam on them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they're they're at the restaurant and they're ordering and uh, it seems that Chelsea, at least in my eyes is trying to get on Janet's good side by complimenting um, Her water bottle? Her, her water bottle, mm. yeah and uh, in between all this the, the waiter seems kind of pissed off because you know they changed their order like three times in between all Why do you think Janet changed her mind so many times at this restaurant?
3: I think she just couldn't make up her mind that's just janet
2: (laughs) okay yeah uh, you know in the beginning when it was her turn to order she was like i'll have the (laughs) and then it's sort of like that sound of that death of sound effect in the graduate so so when she finally decided upon pancakes she kind of regretted her decision and then Mm. flipped the other way and then chelsea was kind of just following suit
3: I thought it was slightly weird that Chelsea was just following her like so many times. Like she wouldn't see that it's awkward or odd. You know
2: what she should have done? Like And and, and rewatch this episode because she does some copying later on with Mm -hmm. with the tea. If she would have just reversed the order of how she copied, Mm -hmm. it would have been fine. Like, you know, with the tea, she says, I'll take it however you take it. So what she should have said in the the restaurant was she would have said, I'll have what she's having yeah. because maybe she doesn't know what's good so she's sort of going on a recommend so by saying that then that would have avoided awkwardness yeah that's a good point right that's true but it wouldn't have made for compelling (laughs) (laughs) story (laughs) well uh,
1: do you think that uh, she was doing this to win Janet's favor or was she really just I guess being indecisive or whatever
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't really. I thought she was
3: being a little, a little bit of wanting to make sure Janet likes her because this is like her boyfriend's roommate, so it would be bad if she didn't like her because she might have his ear. Mm
0: -hmm. But
3: also, I think like Chi-Hung said, she might not know what's good to eat there. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, she's a girl; she's choosing Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. So I'll just go with what she's having. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I have two theories on this. So. Uh, one is where... I mean, it's, it's something that the writers have done purposely to make her as close as Janet mm-hmm. as possible. Yes. Right. To sort of plant the seeds of maybe Gerald is interested in Janet. Yes. Mm. He may not know it yet, but mm. they're sort of planting it. They're, they're making Chelsea you know, very similar to Janet mm-hmm. and being his girlfriend. Well, maybe you know, once that sort of goes away, maybe there's a transition to Janet. So that's sort of in the back of my mind. Um, But if you want to just sort of take it, take her character at at face value, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can say that she's just, she's trying to be uh, well-liked by just Mm -hmm. going Mm -hmm. with the flow, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't, you don't change your order uh, (laughs) like that. It's sort of like, you know, like if you're driving, and then you see this car sort of tailing behind you, so mm. then you change lanes, and then that car <laughs> changes lanes, yeah. and then you yeah. change again, and that car, ch- like, stay in your lane, right? Stop like, following like, me. Stop following me. Yeah. And it, it's kind of like that. That's sort mm-hmm. of, you know, how it seemed like to me. Yeah, uh, that
1: that's perfect. Actually, that leads to my next question. Do you think Janet's reading too much into it? Which, it goes perfectly with your, your lane analogy, because, yeah, if somebody's following you through two lanes, well hopping between the two lanes, you, you definitely start to wonder, hey, what's happening? Yeah. And then G- Gerald kind of plays it off. It's like, oh, listen,
2: she's flushing the toilet. I guess she stole that from you too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean,
2: the the whole bottle thing, um, I mean, I'm kind of surprised with that because there's... I think more so with girls it's like you know when you go to a party you can't wear the same outfit so mm. having the same water bottle I mean they play it off as like, I guess everyone's having that water bottle maybe yeah. they're selling it at their at OCAD or, or something like that yeah. it's yeah. mm-hmm. it just uh, it's very convenient.
3: Yeah, well, Mike asked me about the water bottle. He's like, "Isn't that the water bottle you have?" <laughs> <laughs> and like, swell bottles are a thing recently. It is a big fad. A lot of people are buying swell bottles, but they do have multiple colors and whatnot. The one that's in the show, I don't think they have that color. Like, what is, what was called rainforest blue or something, yeah, something that they like called that. it? Yeah. yeah. So I, I know for a fact I haven't seen that one, but at work. Um, People do notice which water bottle you have and they might get it. It actually does happen. One of my coworkers looked at mine. She's like, Oh, you got the newer version, the sip swell water bottle in white. She's like, aren't you hip? That's like ahead of the curve. And I'm like, I got it because it has a flat bottom and it sits better in my cup holder. And I like whites like,
2: this is like uh, a whole <laughs> other industry I was unaware
0: of
3: <laughs> yeah because the swell bottle actually does work very well it's double wall insulated so ooh. it keeps cold and keeps hot really well if I put hot tea in it in the morning even at noon or at 1 p.m it's still hot so ooh. yeah
1: just letting everyone know we are not sponsored by swell <laughs> no we're not <laughs> but how much are those bottles
3: um regular price I think they're 30 forty dollar ones I know oh, they sell ooh. them at Costco for for 30. Um, and it's whatever's the season, seasonal looking ones. Oh crap.
1: I just spent $50 on one of those Kim's water bottles.
3: Well, anything that's (laughs) customized or has print stuff on it, it's going to cost more, right?
1: Yeah. I hope to share that picture whenever it comes in, but thanks to the postal strike, I won't be getting that anytime soon.
3: You don't know that.
1: (laughs) I've seen other people like start posting stuff like, Oh, I got my tote bag. I got my t-shirt. It's like, Oh, what am I getting my stupid water bottle?
3: I think it's a rotating strike. Yes. Yeah.
1: Still haven't got it. I think Gerald's sort of in this sweet comedy spot because he's always funniest when he's uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So now he's caught in between his roommate and his, well, I don't know if she's really his girlfriend at this point, but they're dating. She
3: is. Yeah. I think he called her a girlfriend, and that's why he said he had to break up with her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,. So, of course, uh, after Janet has tried to test Chelsea out with the whole tea situation and she's admitted to knowing that Janet thinks she's copying her, Gerald tries to break this up by bringing up the bagels and clearly he's kind of stumbling like, oh, we got onion, we got poppy seed, we got original weight. No, they're, they're all onion. But do you think at this point Chelsea is upset that Janet thinks she's copying her?
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it's, I mean, she's definitely aware of it after Gerald told her, mm-hmm. and yeah. maybe she just wanted to bring it up um, so that maybe to see Janet's reaction.
3: Yeah, like I mean, when she asked, when Janet asked her about the tea, at this point she already knew about the whole copying thing. Yeah, but she she just acted like herself. It's like, yeah, I'll have you know, however you ha- you're having it, right? Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't seem like it was at the top of her mind or she was self-conscious. It's like, oh no, I'm copying her again. So mm-hmm. she she's gonna, I don't know, be uncomfortable. Like she just acted very naturally. So I don't think... For her, she was trying to go out of her way or to copy Janet necessarily. It was just like, oh, whatever is easiest. You know, mm. you're making it, then we'll just have it at the way you have it.
1: I think at this point, to me at least, it seemed that Chelsea was being a little bit passive-aggressive. Uh, <laughs> I'll just kind of go through these lines here. I'd be flattered because they're talking about the, the copying thing. I'd be flattered, but Gerald said it's kind of your thing. It's like, don't be ridiculous. They're master reproduced pr- water bottles, and every other person in the city has one. And then uh, later on, it says, I think Gerald was more joking than anything. It's like, no, you were pretty clear. Uh, And then she says, hey, I'm going to go shower. Hey, you can use my shampoo. No, soap is fine. It's like, I don't know. When I read in between those lines over there, especially, uh, you know, being flattered and, you know, not using her shampoo just to, or using soap instead of her shampoo just to get out of that. I kind of read that as being... um, you know, I'm really trying hard not to be you right now, just because at a spike. Like, I I wouldn't use soap instead of shampoo,
2: but that's me. But anyway. everything that everything that she's done, Chelsea has done in this episode. Uh, you know, you, you, if you if you have a conspiracy theory, you can think that she's trying to drive a wedge between oh. Uh, oh. Gerald and Janet. But I mean, that's really taking it to the extreme. Um, that she purposely is trying to annoy Janet you with know, all the talking, <laughs> and then being all oh, passive aggressive at the end. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
0: very possible though. Yeah.
2: <laughs> i didn't exactly think about the wedge
1: uh but yeah exactly as, as one of my closing points is that uh, uh i think the first shots were fired towards the end because of course uh, she had given her gelato wood jam in it mm. and uh, she she mentions that you know she was looking she was very keen on seeing gerald yes. at, on the weekend but uh
3: i do wonder if she heard them
1: yeah, yeah. It was one of those <laughs> It's
2: like, did she hear them? Did she not hear them? She never quite got explaining. to answer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, it was funny that she specifically said keen because uh, when they're walking towards the uh, the living room, she, yeah. uh, Gerald, Gerald was, was saying, like... Yeah, she's really keen or she's, she's too She's a keen.
3: little too keen, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> oh, the fact that she
1: mentions like uh, she was I'd very keen, keen to, to, to see, see him on the weekend, I was like, oh, ah. uh, okay. So she must have heard.
3: <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. I yeah. was like, uh-oh.
1: So thanks again for joining
2: us, Chi-Hung. It was awesome to have you on. It's my pleasure, yeah. Thanks for having me, uh, Mike and Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on, uh, online at, at Chi of Steel. I have my own website, chiofsteel.com. Mm. Uh, But if you want to interact with me, Twitter is the best place to do so. Awesome. So if you have any comments, questions, or stories to share, email them
1: to whatchoutalkingpodcasts at gmail.com or tweet me at mikeyuan82. And now a message from our sponsor.
3: Introducing Crash Fit Ice Bars. Want your quick fix for that wicked sweet tooth and still be the goat? You can get them in beet and carrot, charcoal-infused celery, Faux Whip and Yellow Ginger Lemonade with no lemons. Boost yourself to the next level. Go ahead. You deserve a reward. And don't you worry, you won't be the penguin. Now, also available in gluten-free Twinkie.
0: Until the next time. Okay, see you.